Hey, welcome. Welcome to this edition of Business Builders. My name is Jerry Kazire. My beliefs and what we, what I share with you guys of what to do, right? Never buy depreciating assets with cash. We buy depreciating assets with passive income. When the passive income gives you enough money every month that you're constantly building your reserves, you're continuing to fatten the goose, then uh, then you get to go buy toys, right? But that's, that's my beliefs. Um, delayed gratification is a superpower. It really is. Being focused is a superpower like no others. Um, being not just not just focused, but disciplined with your focus. It's it's truly more than a competitive advantage, right? Um, I have Laura and I were talking about that last night. We went to dinner with a guy who's forty seven years old, and I know him from another mastermind group, and uh, he lives lives in another city and in another state. And he's thinking about moving to Dallas. So we toured him around a bit, let him um, get a feel for the Dallas area. And we, then we had dinner. And listening to this man talk, I was amazed at, first of all, let me just tell you that in the internet, online internet worlds, he's one of the gurus, one of the big gurus. But listening to him talk, I would have never in my life even believed that he was successful. Really? I was shocked. I was absolutely stunned listening to him talk. In, in the context of the evening, it was as though he was the biggest victim I've ever heard. It was like, oh wow. It was it was a very short dinner. But you know, a lot of times when you're not exposed to people like us, right? We're 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 upbeat, we're moving forward, we've got high growth going, et cetera, et cetera. Life, life is busy, life is good. And when you're not exposed to that, I mean, the guy lives in Portland, Oregon. He's been locked down for almost two years now. It's amazing to me. And really, it's a, it's a really good reminder that your beliefs, your beliefs lead to your thoughts. Your thoughts lead to your feelings. Your feelings lead to your actions and your actions lead to your results. You've got to believe, first, you've got to believe that, that it's possible. If you don't have the belief that it's possible, like, like it's got to be like in the core of your being, right? It's, you've got to feel it in your, in your chest. Man, I can do this. If you have that doubt, if that doubt starts creeping in, You may never accomplish it because you absolutely have to believe that you can do this. Even when all the, I believed in my heart so strongly that I was going to buy a shopping center. 
The realtor told me no. He laughed in my face as he hung up the phone. The city planner told me never in my lifetime. The banks said no. The SBA said no. Everybody was telling me no. But I believed it so strongly. My thoughts were focused so singularly. I was so disciplined. My feelings were on point that no matter what happened, I was going to own this. And the actions that I took consistently and never let up. I had to go to 32 freaking banks to get approved. 32 banks. I will tell you, all the time I'm fighting the planning and zoning department, all the time while I'm fighting my ex-wife who told me, are you out of your mind? You're going to make us go broke. Right? All the time my team is like, Oh, my God, what are we going to do with that big of a building? One of my mentors, his name is Mitch Schneider. He was the guru for the automotive industry. He said, you'll never survive this. You'll go broke. Everybody, everybody in my world said I couldn't do it. Here I am. Right, almost 30 years later, did I do it? Not only did I do it. I did it in spades, man. The guy in the city department who said never in my lifetime, within two months of of me moving into this project, he was terminated by the city manager. He got fired as the city's head planner. My ex-wife. Well, that's that story already, isn't it? She became my ex-wife. My banker, I changed banks as soon as I could because that son of a bitch seemed to be against me. He was certainly not in my corner telling me, shaking his head, saying, no, you can't do that. You you can't do that. Little guys like you can't own that kind of property. Why not? And no one could tell me why not. I brought the first 504 SBA loan to the state of Texas. That was me. All the banks said, we'll give you a 7A. We don't understand 504. We're not doing it. But if 504 was better for me, it was better for the bank. It was better for everybody. They didn't understand it. So they just, banks trained to say no. And that's what they did. They said, no, we're not doing this. But my belief was so strong. That when the little voice in my head started telling me you can't do this, that little voice, I got silenced. I said, I have to do this. You're going to fail. Everyone's telling you you're going to fail. I said, everybody's stupid. I got this. I know how how to make money. I know how to generate cash flow. I can do this. When the little voice in your head keeps up and keeps up and keeps up, what do you do? Do you listen to it? You got to remember, you must remember the little voice in your head. Its job 
is to keep you safe. Its job is to help you to survive. Its job is to keep you playing small. When you understand that, when you understand the purpose of the voice in your head and you realize that the voice that you're listening to is not you, it's a part of you. It's not you. Just like my thumb is not me. I am not my thumb. It's a part of me, but it's not me. If my thumb could tell me, son of a bitch, you just hit me with a hammer. It hurts. I get that. But anything else, what else is my thumb going to say? Ouch. Okay. Or, ooh, that felt good. There's not a whole lot. Of, I'm cold. I'm hot. That's, that's all that thumb is going to say. But your little voice in your head the one that has everybody's attention, the one that you allow to talk to you worse than anybody else in the world could ever talk to you. That voice. That's the one you need to learn to learn how to silence. That's the one, if you want, if you want to really be successful, you've got to be able to silence that little voice in your head, the one that's not you. And you've got to be able to say, thanks for sharing. I got this. See, those are the most important words you can learn. Thanks for sharing. I got this. See, if you do this with discipline, if you do this consistently, if you do this repeatedly, what will happen is you will train the little voice in your head. Instead of playing small, it will begin to empower you. It will look for empowering thoughts. It will look for empowering messages. It will look for ways to support what it is that you're doing. As opposed, because it's like, man, that some bitch did it the last time. He said he was going to, and guess what? He did. Maybe he knows, maybe I need to watch again. And then you start to do something, and a little voice starts to shut you down. You go, hey, thanks for sharing. Remember, we, we did this already once. I got this. This is my circus. Okay. And then the little voice goes, whoa, that's what happened last time. He was right. Ah, but he won't be right this time. And you go, yes, excuse me. I got this. Thanks for sharing. I got this. This is my turn. I got this. See, and once you get, once you can do this repeatedly, once you can do this consistently, you control that voice and you absolutely believe in your heart that something can happen. Then you start thinking those thoughts and you're constantly now thinking those thoughts that support your beliefs. And then your feelings, you start feeling, wow, I bet that is possible. I believe it's possible. I think it's possible. I feel it's possible. And you're going to automatically start taking the actions to make it possible. And if you have the belief and you have the thought and you have the feelings and you're taking the actions, what's inevitable? Success is inevitable. You cannot help but be successful. See, it's amazing to me how many people will go out there. I mean, what would have happened if I went to my bank and my bank said, sorry, Jerry, we can't do that loan. Okay, well, thanks. At least I tried. I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be in business today. 
because I had no place to move my company to. There was no suitable location for me at that time. I had four realtors out looking for properties. There, there were none out there. Nobody wanted an auto repair shop. Well, what if I went to two banks or three banks? What if I didn't believe it as firmly as I did? I believed it so much when the realtor laughed in my face as he hung up the phone. He said, hey, you can't do this. I said, wait a minute. I'm going to do this. I've already wired $100,000 to the title company as part of my earnest money. If I can't close this thing within the timeline, you get to keep 10 grand. And he laughed as he was hanging up, up the phone. He said, well, either way, it'll be a good Christmas for my girls. And I thought, you son of a bitch. And you represent the seller. I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. And then, of course, the next thing I did, I called the city of Plano. And a guy tells me, I swear, quote, never in my lifetime. I said, what the hell does that mean? What does that mean? See, I had the desire. I had the drive. I had the need to keep my business alive. I was burning my boats. I had the, I had the, the future of all of my employees. At the time, I had over 20 employees. I thought, my God, if we can't stay in business, what's going to happen to all of these people? What's going to happen to 20 families that are my responsibility? I've got to find a way to make this work. Those are my thoughts. I believed I could do it. And every thought was, how in the flip do I make this happen? I couldn't think of anything else. I didn't care about anything else. What, what can I do next? All of my actions were about success for this project. All of my actions were, how do I make this thing happen? Today, I would do it differently. Knowing what I know today, I would allow it to happen. And there's, it's a subtle difference, but the difference is huge. And it was all because I was able to silence the little voice in my head. And I absolutely, in my soul, believed that was the only way that I could stay in business. And I knew that if I couldn't stay in business, I was going to lose my wife, my kids, my house, my my, my life, everything that I'd worked for up to that moment would have been thrown away. And I was unwilling to sacrifice that. I was absolutely unwilling. So what is it you're unwilling to sacrifice? What is it that you are willing to do to make sure that your dreams happen, that you keep your business on the straight path, you keep growing, you keep increasing, because a business is either growing or it's dying. There is, unfortunately, there's no in-between. No matter what happens, like in our case, people buy new cars. People have accidents. People retire. They move. They sell their car. Uh, they start taking the bus. Lots of things happen to people. They move out of the area. Hey, man, I love you. You guys are great. But I live in Los Angeles right now. 
why the hell anybody would do that is beyond me. But some people have moved. But I just tell you, for me, for me, my belief was so strong. I had to learn how to close the little voice off in my head. I had to control that because all that wanted to do was to keep me playing small. And I'm not into playing small. I wasn't into playing small then. I'm not going to do it now. I damn sure wasn't going to do it at the time. There was no reason for it. It's like, no, we can make this happen. I know. I'm absolutely positive. I'm positive. There's a way. I just haven't uncovered it yet. And I kept working. I kept working. I kept working. I kept working. And finally, after 32 banks, they said, oh, you've got an SBA loan? Yeah, we'll do that deal. Really? When can we start? Was it easy? Hell no. I had to conquer my demons. I had to conquer everybody and everything around me. From the brokers to the city, to my employees, to my mentors, to my wife. Like, wow. And I'll tell you, when I got when I got when I got divorced and had to refinance everything, when I finally paid it off, when I finally paid off all of the debt and all the loans, everything, Laura was with me and I just went out to my truck. I had a little piece of paper from the bank that said paid in full. She marked, she wrote, she freaking hand wrote paid in full with a copy of the last payment. And I sat in the car and I sobbed because it was like a huge closure. It was the, best success I did it I did it beyond everybody's expectations I survived and more than that I thrived because I believed it and I took my feelings and turned them into actions I took my thoughts and turned them into actions I was unstoppable when my cardiologist told me I was in stage two of heart failure, I said, that's bullshit. I can turn that around. And he kind of smiled. Yes, of course you can. And a year later, I had turned it around and he was blown away. I didn't let the little voice in my head stop me. On Saturday, I went for a three and a half mile walk. My body was retaliating. It was angry at me. It didn't want to play. And I said, you know what? I, this is, thanks for sharing. I got this. I'm walking. Was it the fastest three and a half mile I've ever done? Hell no. And I did it. Next Saturday, I'll try and do four miles. Why? Because that's who I am.
They said I couldn't. I say I can. What are you saying yes to? What are you allowing people to tell you you cannot? I, I don't put up with no. I don't understand no. No is no doesn't work for me. So thanks for listening to my little tirade. I want to charge everybody to stay fired up. Don't accept no. Figure out what it is you really want. Let's go for it. <laughs>